Happy Feast Day of St. Joseph the Worker. It's May 1st, a special day of St. Joseph. And today we're going to go through the history of the feast days of St. Joseph. Now, if you're a traditional Catholic, I'm out of focus here. There we go. If you're a traditional Catholic, there are a lot of discussions, debates, arguments that go on at coffee hour after Latin Mass. People talk about Divine Mercy Sunday versus Low Sunday. They talk about whether or not they pray the Luminous Mysteries or the Divine Mercy Chaplet. These are all debated topics. And one of those topics, perhaps one of the lesser ones, is the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker on May 1st. And I'm going to give you the background story on the Feast of Joseph the Worker and also touch on the question of why is it that in the early church there was no Feast of St. Joseph? So let's begin with a prayer. We'll pray the Our Father together and then we'll jump into it. Oremus nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, Sanctificetur Nomen Tuum, Advenia Regnum Tuum, Fiat Voluntas Tua, Secut in Cielo et in Terra, Panem Nostrum Quotidianum da Nobis Odie, et dimite Nobis Debita Nostra, Sicut et Nos Dimitimus Debitoribus Nostris, et ne Nos Inducas in Tentationem, Sed Libera Nos Amalo. Amen. Sancte Joseph, ora pro nobis, nomine Patris, et Fidi, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. St. Joseph, if you went back in time and you went to a church in, I don't know, let's choose a century, 400s, 500s, you went to Antioch, you went to Alexandria, Egypt, Jerusalem, Rome, and you said, where's your church dedicated to St. Joseph? There wouldn't be one. If you walked in on March 19th and said, let's celebrate St. Joseph, that wouldn't happen. The bishops, the priests, the deacons would look at you perplexed, confused. And the reason for it, there's basically two reasons suggested for this. One is one that I think is false. It's a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy theory I don't believe in. And the second one is, I think, the right answer. The first answer is early Christians were ashamed of Joseph. They, in their debates with heretics like the Gnostics, the Ebionites, and also with the Jews, had heard that Joseph was the biological real father of Jesus. And so they wanted to downplay Joseph as much as possible. I don't think that's the right answer. Otherwise, the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke, which speak about St. Joseph, would have not been canonized or promoted or read during Mass. I think the real reason is that all the early martyrologies, which were the list of the martyrs, the saints, were primarily martyrs. There are personages in sacred scripture, Peter, Paul, Andrew. Their early saints' days correspond to them being martyrs. Even John the Baptist is a martyr. Now we know Joseph was not a martyr. And if you look at the development of the liturgical calendar, you'll see that martyrs take up all the days early on. It's only later in the life of the church, especially after the conversion of Constantine, but many centuries more, where you start to see the development of devotions to saints that aren't martyrs. Now, what about the history of the feast? Well, the oldest feast is March 19th. That's usually described as the death day of St. Joseph, or it's often printed in calendars as St. Joseph, spouse of Our Lady. 
This one goes back to some say the 900s, really doesn't start becoming universal until the 1200s, 1300s, 1400s. One of the earliest doctors of the church to preach and discuss Mary is St. Bernard of Clairvaux, and then St. Bonaventure, the Franciscan, uh, writes and spends a lot of time on St. Joseph. Then after the Council of Trent, the Carmelites also extend devotion to St. Joseph. So that's the Feast of March 19th. But then something happens in 1870. And this is how we get to St. Joseph the Worker. And our question today, is it a communist or anti-communist feast day? In 1870, the Catholic Church lost the Papal States. This was a big blow. In a way, the Church was, was laid naked before the nations. She no longer had the protections of kings and monarchs and emperors. She had no more land. This is why she had to retreat into a bank. Because previously, wealth was land, not currency. So 1870 is a major hit. And I talk about that in Infiltration, about what a big hit that was for the papacy and for the Catholic Church globally and especially in Europe. So in 1870, Pope Pius IX declared St. Joseph as the universal patron of the church. He's the patron of the universal church, the entire Catholic church. Why? Well, there was no longer any political protection or umbrella over the church. And so Pope Pius IX looked to heaven and he sought the guardian of Jesus, St. Joseph, and made him the, the patron. And this is the emergence of a new feast day, St. Joseph, universal patron of the church. And it was originally positioned on the third Sunday after Easter. So really in the middle of Paschal Tide between Easter, Pascha, and Pentecost on the third Sunday was St. Joseph Sunday. But then by the time of St. Pius X, two popes later, he was trying to preserve the dignity of the Sunday celebration, that Sundays belong to Christ. And so he moved this new feast, the second feast of St. Joseph, to the third Wednesday in Easter. Following me? It's a little bit complicated. So if you look at old calendars, depending on if it's pre or post Pius X, you're going to have a different day. Now, if you have like a 1945, or you look at the Father Lassant's Missal, or the St. Andrew Missal, you're going to see St. Joseph on the third Wednesday of Easter, Paschal. Then something interesting happened. Pope Pius XI, so we're doing Pius IX, Pius X. Pius XI declared that St. Joseph was the patron saint against communism and for the protection of the family, the dignity of the father as the worker, as the breadwinner. That was Pius XI. And then Pius XII, here's where our story ends, he said, okay, it's, you know, we've got, we had Joseph on third Sunday, now third Wednesday. Let's, instead of it moving around, let's just station it. So he chose May 1st. Why May 1st? This was becoming the day, international day of world global communism. Notice that already the third Sunday or the third Wednesday after Easter usually lands around May 1st. It's either late April or early May. And he said, since it's always around there and Joseph stands as a model for fatherhood and for dignified work, 
and Pius XI had already declared him the saint against Freemasonry, Pius XII placed this feast of St. Jo Joseph on May 1st today. St. Joseph, not only the universal patron of the church, but also the worker. Now, I think if you understand that whole history, you'll see that this is not a communist day. It's not communism uh, seeping into the Catholic Church. Pius XI, like I said, had already declared Joseph to be the anti-communist saint. And so it is really an attack of the popes against communism to place St. Joseph as the enemy of communism, the protector of women, the protector of children, the protector of family, and the dignity of work offered for Jesus Christ. So there's a short answer. Happy feast day of St. Joseph, the terror of demons. I hope a blessed day to all the fathers and the grandfathers and the priests out there. And may he pray for us. Remember our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. Happy feast day.